killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside When's the earliest we've been we've started drinking? I I don't know. This is definitely the earliest we started recording. I don't think we ever hit record before ten. Usually we chill out, catch up. Yeah. Well, and like sweat and like you know just grimace and feel sick. And, yeah. And yeah. like okay, I guess we should start recording. <laughs> but today we're a little more rushed. We're a little more pressed for time. Oh yeah, I guess we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually gonna like talk to you about like if we wanted to um if we wanted to do anything about the order of these two episodes. This doesn't matter at all. I think, but, oh, I see, to get one out there sooner. Potentially. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, right. we could do that. I'm down. Okay. And then we could say um, next week we'll continue the mystery thing <laughs> Yeah, that we, we started last week. We just need to know, like, sh- should we commit to that or we're definitely going to fuck it up after drinking? And I, It's probably fine. I mean, <laughs> th- if anything, if we release it one more week, then people will have more time to see it. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, so let's just do these in the order that we're doing them. Yeah, Yeah. so therefore we will pick up where we left off last week with me kicking your ass at rock, paper, scissors, and now it's your turn to pick a movie that I haven't seen. Yeah. No, that I, sorry. (laughs) God damn, it's early. (laughs) It's my turn to watch whatever movie you decide. Yeah, finally. Finally, I'm in full 100% control of the podcast and no one on the earth can stop me. No, literally, you could do anything. You could do a thing we've already watched. This could be Dark Skies Around 2. That would be unprecedented. I was thinking about it because I brought my (laughs) USB key and I would have to give it to you to plug in. I thought that would be a funny way to reveal. And if I just had Dark Skies on it. Yeah. (laughs) If you had two USB keys, you had to be one. That's a misdirect. And I faked it out with Dark Skies. Yeah, I thought about Dark Skies. I thought about life. I thought about, um, not that this would have been great but i thought about just doing alien uh, covenant mm-hmm. um i thought i thought all sorts of different things the mummy would have been awesome mm-hmm. that one would have been great if i brought that on a usb key oh man <laughs> um yeah i thought about a lot of things but instead i decided to do the thing the thing i haven't done in a while and go down that internet rabbit hole i like to go down and find something that i've never heard of yeah by people i've never heard of and see what happens kind of deal that old fun discovery yeah and uh since we watched um the beyond Mm -hmm. which was your choice um i got like real in my own head about my movie needing to be good but also needing to be something i hadn't seen Mm -hmm. and my desire was for it to be something that we kind of hadn't really heard of either totally so like I kind of just wanted to flake on that and do the mummy or something (laughs) but um i watched a tiny little I just skipped to like a few minutes into the movie and just watched a tiny little piece and I think it'll be okay. And I trust your views. I think it'll be a good movie. Great. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean though. There's that pressure. Like when I picked the beyond, I, th- I thought it would be a winner, a, a full winner. And we did, there were things that we liked about it, but you're on a pretty because... good, you're on a really good streak of movie choices. So um, I'm watching lost, right? Uh huh. Um, so there's, there's been these numbers. Okay. That have been um, yeah, bothering me. Let me try to, let me try to remember. Oh, yeah. Or let me try numbers? to figure out. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, I can't remember the lost numbers. Five, eight, thirteen, six, nine, thirty-two. No, they they're in they they climb, but five is there. One, five, eight. Am I right? Uh, thirteen. Are we? What numbers are you talking about right now? The lost numbers. <laughs> uh jeez, I don't even totally know. It's like I know it goes something something fifteen sixteen. Right. I feel like you had it, but maybe it was forty-two. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Forty-two. I don't know. Hold on, I got tattooed on my back. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> I have it tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. One second. 
Um, no, there's these, these other numbers, but in similar lost fashion, they've been kind of like haunting me, following me around lately. Um, the numbers are, see if these mean anything to you. Um, 82, 68, 89, 85, 81. Those are years? Who knows what they are, Chris? I'm just asking if... <laughs> So these are just numbers I've been in your head. Say them again. And is the order important? Yes. Okay. Uh, 82. Uh-huh. 68. Uh-huh. 89. Yeah. 85. Uh-huh. 81. Are these releases of zombie films? Dawn of the Dead films? They're releases of something. Okay. So I'm going to help you out here. These, um, they are years that correspond with movie release dates. Uh, and those movies are, in order of the numbers, uh-huh. uh, Poltergeist, Night of the Living Dead, Pet Cemetery, Demons, The Beyond. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, the last five movies we watched on this podcast. Fun. Um, and the latest Dave one watches. <laughs> Dave's just been watching Lost, so now he's just throwing number problems all around. <laughs> uh, the latest of those numbers in terms of years, 89. That is the most recent movie we've watched in five episodes. Crazy, right? Yeah. So we've been on a very definitive. <laughs> we haven't watched any movies from the last 28 years <laughs> that's right <laughs> and uh so one of those is someone else's fault but most of them are your fault um and mm-hmm. one of them is george a. romero's fault um for dying son yeah, of a bitch yeah that guy um so now that it's my choice yeah we're gonna be going a little more contemporary let's do it we're gonna be moving to the year 2016 mm-hmm. um and this is a movie that um how many words are in the title three okay is it under the shadow? It is not. Okay. Is it? I don't know. Sorry to interrupt. I just like guessing. No, I like this. <laughs> you do like this? Okay. I think you'll hate it as an editing person. No, it's. I'm. I'll just. <laughs> I'm just going to go stream of consciousness. Okay. New, new plan for the podcast. <laughs> no edits. Cool. <laughs> Chris um, has just given up. By the way, that's what that meant. Like when I think of tw- big 2016 ones that we haven't seen, I know we didn't see the boy. I know we didn't see um, Lake Bottom. Or Bodum, that's the one that we were talking yeah, a little yeah. bit about. The one you linked me the other which day. Which I think is a sh- like a Shutter exclusive on that website, and people have been responding to it pretty well on there. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I that's think how they it got made, away from me. either they released it, distributed it, or produced it themselves. I'm not sure, but we'll look into that more. That looks pretty cool. I kind of want to. Yeah, let's l- let's add that to the queue. Yeah, uh, Scaredy Cats, let us know. Lake uh, Bodum, Bodum, Bodum. I'm assuming B O D O M. Is it two D's or one D? I don't know. Yeah, I, I assume Bodum would be kind of weird, no? It makes me think it's a giant French press of a lake. Okay. Maybe that's the threat. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's People not because swimming. there is a synopsis about what happens. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if you know anything about that movie, if we should do it, let us know. Um, yeah, we will we will base our decision entirely on the first comment about Lake Bodum that we get. <laughs> if you say, don't do it, it sucks, we won't watch it. If you say, watch it, we will. So I'm just going to say, like, um, it's like, I liked when you talked about Lake Bodum. That's it. That'll be it. And we won't know <laughs> what to do with it. All right. Um, More hints. Uh, any actors or actresses I know in this movie? Um, potentially. Let me, let me see here. I have it looked up. And don't don't name the top build person. Name Start with like the third the third top build person and then work your way up to number one eventually. Um, okay. Uh, John Glover. John Glover. Okay, next. Uh, Clark Freeman. Uh, okay, uh, top build person. <laughs> Annette O'Toole. Jeez. No, I have no idea who those people are. Uh, have you ever heard of... How about the director? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Jesse Holland and Andy Mitten? So two-person directorial... Have I heard of this movie? Like, well, No I know way. I don't think so. You think it'll be just totally lost on me? Like, I've never heard of this movie. I hope so. That'd be great. That's what I'm going for. 
Okay. Um, um, so anyway, Jesse Holland and Andy Mitten, they're a writing team. There's the, they've worked on three projects together, one of which... No, that's not true. Um, one is called, uh, I think, The Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Um, and from 2010. And it's... It, I don't know. It seems kind of cool. And then they've got another one, um, Six Senses of Fear, and it's an anthology based on the human senses. Mm, nice. So um, I like that idea. Yeah. And then their third project is from 2016, the movie we're watching today. And then specifically, Jesse Holland did a Crooked Man straight to TV um, movie. Okay. Um, in 2016. But this okay. this isn't the Crooked Man no. of the Conjuring universe. No, it's no, just no, another no. Crooked yeah, Man. Yeah, because that one's not out yet. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's like a, a not big one. Gotcha. With no one we'd recognize in it. Like some B-horror. One uh-huh. of those copycat studios made a Crooked Man movie. And then the movie we're watching today. Okay. And the movie we're watching today is called We Go On. Uh, never heard of this. You've never heard of this. This is great. Um, it is... Um, I'm just going to give you the brief little synopsis because... Please, yeah. Uh, sell it. Yeah, and uh, again, because everybody knows at this point, um, if you've listened to the podcast, my the way I, I like to find and watch movies is just go down that IMDb rabbit hole mm-hmm. or, or in the, um, what am I trying to say here? The other one I always go to. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Netflix. You're talking about a website? I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I like to go down a rabbit hole. You're like, oh, let me look at one that I like, find a director, maybe Google some lists. Yeah, and then you bounce from one link to the next and just, yeah, really just let gravity take you down until you find something. And it Um, doesn't always work, but when it does, it's very satisfying. Yeah, and I mean, the harder you try, the harder you kind of like, or the more frequently you orbit a movie as you do this like sort of search, I don't know, the stronger the case for watching it becomes. Mm -hmm. Um, So Miles Grissom offers 30,000 to the first person who, who can prove to him that we go on after death. That's a synopsis. Okay. So more of a sci-fi horror, potentially. Potentially. Um, it's, uh, I think, drama, thriller, mystery, horror is where it hovers. I think it's um, big performances, low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of as much as I want to say about it, but... Have you seen it already? I haven't. Okay. No, I did I did click to like a few minutes in to just like look at... To see the quality. Just to see the quality yeah. and kind of the tone. And I think it'll, I think it'll be good. Great. And I think we should just like jump right into it because it's uh i really just want to mess with you about the years of of the movies we've been watching lately that's really what i wanted to say in discussion before we watched because i think this movie is going to benefit from us just like jumping in knowing very little yeah um and just enjoying and not the having seen a recent horror movie in a long time yeah well i mean we we'll can talk more later. about about that later <laughs> one we had to watch recently yeah all right chris how about we have a drink and watch my movie we go on can't think of anything else i'd rather do cheers Nelson and Miles, the best of friends, traveling around the world. One is dead, the other's Channing Tatum's brother, Miles and Nelson, best friends. Riding a roller coaster, traveling to Paris, going on an African safari. That's all, I don't have one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fun. So, um, I found out the mom, Miles' mom is Clark Kent's mom in the TV show Smallville. Smallville? Did you ever okay. watch that? Uh, I watched a little bit of it when it first came out, yeah. And the okay. first professor dude is Lex Luthor's dad in the TV show Smallville. Hmm. For like 130 episodes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Similar casting department, perhaps? Um, all right, that one was all over the map. 
just uh, in terms of like quality I yeah think. well it was at least like like it shot and looked fantastic it was good. yeah it, for like you know a smaller unheard of movie it looked great yeah like a movie that like doesn't have a wikipedia page like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it looked pretty good um the acting was hit and miss mm-hmm. um with i, I want to say moments of gr- goodness greatness somewhere in between those two I really, really loved Miles. I loved that guy. Yeah, I loved him so much. He was, he was. I thought him and Nelson made quite the pair. Yeah, like one of my favorite buddy, clearly (laughs) (laughs) buddy setups in that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Um, he like Nelson was like in moments he was good and freaky, Mm -hmm. like a pretty chilling character. Yeah, but then also like a a character that was like somewhat you could sympathize a tiny little bit at certain moments. Yeah. You know, and then he you was felt for him a little bit, a little bit. But then when she at the end, when she came in and revealed, you know, who he was in life and all mm-hmm. that, a little was bit a less. shitty person. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said he would, you know, bury her baby alive. That yeah. Was... Not the nicest thing to say to someone you like a little unchill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It very much felt like two separate movies almost like there's the whole first one where yeah he's afraid of death and just wants to find you know someone who can prove to him that ghosties are real yes there's a newspaper and meeting all those characters yeah that's one part whole of the movie. cool setup yeah but then like the moment that that accidentally leads to him getting tethered by nelson then the rest of the movie is just how do i deal with nelson exactly like uh, it was it was cool because it kind of got to this point where i was i knew this wasn't going to happen but a little bit i was like it would be kind of cool if like this movie became like a a commentary on there, the fact that there isn't anything and that this guy's like fear of, of life and what happened with his dad and all this stuff would like culminate to like, you're just manifesting the past as like um, a way to not live your life in the present and there's nothing else. So that's a real problem. Like I kind of thought they were going there and this was going to be a real sad take on, you know, um, what life is and yeah. what exists outside of it. And then it kind of had this really hopeful Yes, there's an afterlife. It's not heaven and hell. It's not, you know, gods and demons. It's like, I don't know. They kind of like, they they talked about it like longingly in that one scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're um, talking about, why don't you just go get to the good part? He's saying like, why don't you kill yourself and get to the good part of this whole revolving door thing? And uh, she's like, no, we don't do that. So I don't know. It was, it's hard to, to pin down how I feel about that, but it kind of had a slight little hopeful at every turn. Like they kind of tried to hmm. make it feel a little hopeful. That's what I took. Right. Yeah. It kind of like, I got a little confused too with them. Hmm. Like, especially with Josephina telling miles you've died several times before. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I meant by the revolving door. That's what I understood in their conversation. So is this life itself somehow already a kind of afterlife? Um, I, I think they're vaguely talking about reincarnation. Okay, that you kind of come back, and that she said a really good line that I really enjoyed. Josephina, Um, uh, yes, she said, um, uh, it's not about that. When he said, "Why don't you skip it? Do you ever like think about offing yourself and getting to the good part?" And she's like, "We don't do that. Um, the important part is the banter." You know, Hmm. and like I thought that was really great. Like just him walking around, and then that encourages him to give change to a homeless person. Yeah. You know, he's a homeless thinking, ghost he a hom- disappears, turns into a burned up, horrible homeless ghost. And, and somebody in his suit is like, get your shit together or whatever. Yeah, keep it together, keep it dude. Together. <laughs> keep it together, dude. And, which he tells himself as he's driving away yeah. later. Keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah. 
this dude was falling apart it for was. an hour and a half. And like at the top, at the top, you're just kind of, he seems more kind of level and rational and just like a little freaked out and you're kind of with him and you're like, hey, yeah, like let's, let's figure out what's going on and maybe you can get some insight. Mm-hmm. And then like a tonal change happens and maybe even in his performance, like halfway through where he's just like stunned, freaked out. And yeah. it's almost like hilarious and enjoyable <laughs> to see him just like wide eyed, like dopey face, just like, yeah. huh. Yeah. <laughs> and the bus i'm hot dude and he's just freaking out <laughs> trying to like stop the bus yeah it was really good and there's like a lot of moments that like despite the fact that what they're going for here is like talking about the afterlife and its purpose and what it means to lose someone and what it means to reconnect with people um i we still laughed a lot because of just the silliness yeah and yeah. it was an hour 40 and for a an movie, hour and a half actually it was okay an just 30. an hour and a half yeah but even even for that and for a movie that's kind of lower budget under the radar uh, a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. in terms of writers directors and actors yeah like it kept our attention the whole way through like it was never yeah. bored i was always in, always interested to see where it would go yeah. but it was differently compelling at different points in the movie yes dude that's it you're like, saying it even when they show up at the school and do that experiment and the kid crawls back into the locker yeah. that was amazing that was by the way that's what i clicked and watched you just watched to that determine scene? that yeah. I, I was going to enjoy this like, movie like i loved that but then they just right away just kind of yeah. d- dissolved it all by saying like oh yeah it was a gimmick this was a kid that we sent in it was a fake and, yeah and i didn't see that it was a fake so last night when i was like still debating I'm like oh, can we watch this movie i don't want to be disappointed again um i clicked a little bit to i just wanted to find something that seemed tense yeah to determine that it was just horror enough right and then i saw him open the locker and the kid comes and climbs in and i was like shit yep yep we're this good is awesome we're good and then um, i didn't see any more than that and we watched it today and immediately after the legs of that scare get cut off yeah and i like i was kind of disappointed i was like shit maybe this movie isn't good and then it just like you said there's all these paradigm shifts where what you're hoping happens or what they're trying to figure out changes mm-hmm. i completely forgot about that thirty thousand dollars in the newspaper ad like yeah by, by the end the of the movie, movie that doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah it's like it's almost like two or three separate cool ideas and concepts that are kind of thrown together that yeah. do make a movie. But I would have loved to see these kind of individual things explored and fleshed out into their own full movies. Yeah, it seemed like we could go for days just going through like you got thousands of responses to this ad. Like that seems like a treasure trove. Yeah, which like, is a great setup. I was I was so excited from the get go. Yeah. Like when they walk into the room, they're like, here's all the things. I'm like, I can't wait to go through all of these little bits of footage and responses yeah. and see what we've got in store. That to me immediately inspired my brain. Like that's a horror anthology right there. Is someone like prove to me the supernatural well to it? Yeah, yeah. And then you get all these different pieces of like cell phone footage of someone shooting themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, some security camera video, video, just some audio footage of some doctor and whatever. Yeah, like that could just make a great, great, great movie. Could do um, well, yeah. But, but then they didn't totally dig into that immediately. He just categorized it all, so we we didn't get to dive in. That wasn't really the point of the movie, but no. Like, it was like three beats. Like, okay, we'll try this person. No, the second person. Okay, it's somewhat third person. Actual ghosty tethering himself to me. Great. And now it's yeah. like, let's deal with the consequences and the logic of that for the rest of it. Yeah. And it, and it kind of like it kind of set itself up. You kind of knew where it was going at that point. Like you knew, okay, the mom is gonna intervene and protect. Like the dialogue was almost maybe a little heavy handed and yeah, I agree with that. And indicating where the plot was going to go and how it was all going to end. I was still surprised when the girlfriend shot him. Like that was yeah, like a that bit was a of a, out of nowhere. 
And it, when he lived, that was a surprise to me too. Uh-huh. And that was good because it means he died. Despite his mom ripping off the life support and yeah. oxygen. <laughs> we laughed hard at that. <laughs> so he's on the stretcher and the doctors or the paramedics are trying to like put the oxygen mask on his face. And yep. she's like, my boy, my boy. And she like shoves him aside. Of the way. Move aside, paramedics. Just grabs a him by mom's the face here. <laughs> and just starts breathing, you know, um, whatever carbon or yeah. whatever people exhale into his face. You know, that's... Uh, God, that was hilarious. And he just, we were so distracted by how much he looked like Channing Tatum with a beard the we, whole way through. We laughed about that. So we had a lot time. of commentary about how this is Channing Tatum's younger brother, how the 90,000 wasn't <laughs> actually an inheritance, but was just Channing's money. Yeah. And how he gave it all away and Channing got real <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> what? You gave it away? Uh, and he's got to no, make... it. It happened three times. Like he yeah. hit up Channing. He's like, can I, I just need 30,000. Like that's all. I just, it's an important project. And then the next week, another 30,000. <laughs> well, um, what happened? Just, uh, um, for specifics here with the money he apparently i think he got sixty thousand dollars inheritance yes yeah and then he gave he spent 30 uh-huh. on the ad itself and 30 was the reward and oh 30 was on the ad no yeah he put it in this paper like i don't yeah. think an ad is thirty thousand dollars i think i think so? i think when he listed he said yeah i'm gonna like i'm putting up 30 grand and i agree that was half the amount the mom said the half line the like amount that, was right the half half That's, the amount he spent half your inheritance on or your settlement or whatever that cash was from half was for that first reward and then he was going to give another 30 grand to uh nelson but because he's a ghost and can't cash the check ultimately he gives that other 30 grand to josephina through his, the kids right wait so what the, where's the first 30 grand go to the prof they paid him off they're like let him keep the cash because they said regardless of the outcome here's thirty thousand dollars and then even though he duped oh. them he just kind of ran off regardless he did keep and that they, money i think so i don't think so no he gave handed it back. him the ca- did he hand it back he to handed them? it back yeah i don't okay. think they i don't think he got it and i think he did invest the th- first thirty thousand dollars in making this whole thing happen in some way mm. that's what i understood okay and it, yeah that it was like 60 grand total but then yeah josephine got 30 grand at the end and then at the end that's where finally the reward money went which in a i thought she was gonna like kill that woman for some reason like yeah. i just don't trust the mother i didn't like her yeah, me neither. I don't like that she's still around and in his life at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, this is clearly not a healthy relationship. No. In fact, maybe a lot of his fears and paranoias at the start are there because of, like, an overprotective yeah. mother, yeah. right? She seems largely responsible for all this. For because all he's these scared fears, of, like, yeah. cars and he was having all these nightmares and he's, like, sought out all this stuff because he, his dad died in a car accident, which wasn't true. No, his dad yeah. killed himself. And why, what's with that? Do we get any more details as to why, like, what the father was going through or why the father maybe we might have been singing the um the nelson and miles song over it we might have i don't know might have, but, maybe um but, but like it makes me think that maybe like this mom played some kind of role in that or was a horrible person like it just everything's pointing what, back to the mom for me that's what it seems like and she said she's like feels like a failure you know to him like right seems like she might have been responsible in some way um she doesn't want to be judged she's terrified of that that was a pretty good scene though when she was like getting all weepy and talking about which why she doesn't want there to be an afterlife right it's because she doesn't want that final judgment she wants it to mean nothing because she feels like she's failed yeah and there were a lot of moments in this movie where they like sorry there were a lot of moments in this movie <laughs> and there were a lot of moments in this movie where they had a pretty i don't know pretty great um emotional sort of like this is how i feel about this situation and they laid it out in a pretty i don't know, believable right heartfelt way that I, that really jived for me yeah, um, and all the ghostly effects and makeups were just fine. Like they, yeah. they weren't, they weren't, they didn't feel overly low budget. Um, yeah. yeah, like it was so, uh, technically some, it was it was great. It was on some par of with the, the great indie film. Yeah, I, I think so too. Some of the screams, maybe some of the flashing, the mm-hmm. like flashes of an image. Um, right. 
a couple of those I felt were a tiny bit long. But when he was talking about like blinking his eyes and seeing her, like that was top tier. Where his eyes were bloodshot because he didn't want to yeah. blink. He didn't want to close his eyes. Because a simple blink would show Nelson screaming in his face. Yeah, and every time it happened, he, he saw that or the woman that right. Nelson wanted him to kill. You know, that was, oh, that was, I thought that was, scene was awesome. But to compare it to another one I saw recently, I went back and watched um, Mike Flanagan's kind of first indie movie that he did, like right out of school. So okay. this is right before um, before Oculus, before Hush. Um, was there one? What's one of his earlier ones, too? I think it's around, right around that time. But in 2011, he had a movie called Absentia. Okay. okay. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, it's... So he made it, like, clearly very cheaply um but it's still that great writing and concept and it's like it's the same thing where it's a giant concept but he only had seventy thousand dollars to make this movie so he's mm-hmm. trying to like suggest and i don't want i don't want to ruin anything about it for you but he's trying to like give hints about this giant big concept and what the broader um scare is by only showing you the smallest amount because that's all he can do like he has right. a very tight budget to do it okay and it, it's still like it's super effective he's just you can tell it was in that early script that he's just such a great writer and uh, director. It was really good, and the performances are good. It's it's good. It's like it's not amazing, and I think if he would to, if he would make that movie now, it would be much better because he had he just have more resources and more sure. more experience, you know. But for his first feature, it's like a very promising and exciting. Like it's the kind of movie that if you went to like a underground or like a lower level film festival, this would be a standout. You're like, oh, that movie was awesome. Like okay. how they pulled that all together. Yeah, stand, standouts are what I love. They're yeah, like, that's my bread and butter. And it's just like it's it's real. It's really based in drama, like all of his movies. Like it's just a couple sisters or whatever, and just some shit that's happening to them. And like all of his movies, I think it's more about the relationships and the horror. Just kind of supplements that, but. First and foremost, they're really relationship dramas, and then they're yeah. horror movies. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah, which makes yeah. him such an exciting filmmaker to watch. That's well, that's largely why I chose this one is because all the little reviews I read were like, "This is not the typical horror yeah. movie. It's low budget. It's really well done for low budget, and it's very about the people, and it's very emotional. Totally. And those tend to be the ones that I like before I wait. Respond to yeah. guys. Those are the ones that really get me. No, and it was it was dramatically compelling. Like it was yeah. actually they were fleshed out kind of storylines and relationships especially between the mother and the son the son with his own fears yeah. and paranoia his so that was rich that's i think what kept their attention the whole way through i agree his neuroses were like yeah i could just watch his face all day <laughs> yeah he was just so genuinely freaked out it was yeah it's hilarious like it was comical but it was comical because it was so compelling and believable i think yeah and he he had this like sort of like morbid comedy to him like he's like oh, i don't i can't get tortured i can't handle that <laughs> just take the money <laughs> like he's just admitting that he can't handle it he's he's very aware of how much he sucks you know <laughs> yeah just such a weak weak character and he's huge too it's just this bumbling oaf looking guy that's like we we talked about moose from archie comics yeah like if moose had just was like a huge paranoid just confidenceless yeah scared little boy that's what maybe that's huge. what made it so funny it's because he's not usually you'd picture the casting for this to be like Topher a Grace. short scraggly sure yeah like just a, t- a <laughs> yeah. small lanky person but this guy's like channing tatum he's like huge and bulky yeah so he just looks like a big dumb oaf just like <laughs> freaked out about the most minor things yeah he's scared to drive a car and he's yeah. always taking the bus that's just <laughs> so great he's too scared to take a car he's always in the bus yeah yeah just little little details like that that I, were constant. They were on the bus like we were on the bus like ten times. A bunch. The yeah. same bus. That's a lot. They probably had to rent that for multiple days. If they shot that all in one day, I'd be impressed. 
Yeah, a lot of bus scenes. And you know what? I really did like um, the whole scene where he first meets Nelson and then Nelson brings him to his dead body. Yeah. You know, like, Those... That's a great, great, awesome concept. We were still waiting. Like, we're still waiting for him to see some irrefutable proof about the afterlife. Like, that's what the yeah. movie still and is. Assuming he's going to a human to bring that proof. But the twist is, or that micro twist is, this is the ghost actually giving him proof. Yeah. And like all along the way before that, everyone else has failed. Mm-hmm. You know, it has been some scam in some way. Even the woman who turned out to be correct josephina yes um she seemed wrong she said like the wrong name right but Bill, like, yeah but even then like in that moment i'm like it's definitely the come husband. On. there's something well uh, i thought he died in a car crash and they said he like uh suffocated yeah but so, I, like, I just didn't trust the mom straight up i absolutely you know? didn't trust her either but at at that point i could at least go like he didn't get what he was looking for from, right. from any of these and the last hope that he has is this message that he got without a call or you know missed call or whatever which it's nice to know that once we die and aren't mature enough or confident enough to let go and slip into the afterlife we at least have access to call anyone like we don't need their <laughs> phone numbers we can just call we'll have access to that and leave messages on their machine yeah he says like this ain't my phone i don't like them i borrowed it yeah <laughs> i wonder how that worked I guess just some ghosty powers. Ghosty powers, yeah. But yeah. I guess you have to somewhat invite it in, and maybe if we're he invited the logic it. of it, he yeah. invited by placing that ad, You're so right. that allowed ghosties to call. But then you think his machine would be overrun with messages of ghosties, being like, "Oh yeah, no, I, I got proof too." Um, <laughs> really mad at my brother, uh, kind of killed me, and I'm pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the, it's interesting that Nelson chose to tether ghosts. to this random that called him or that placed an ad instead of choosing to tether himself to the woman that he was in love with. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking for something that maybe justifies that. Like, why? Well, why did she, Nelson tether her directly? Well, she never would. She's um, Josephina told us that you have to be like somewhat willing, and that he was okay. Willing. That's it. It's the willing yeah, yeah. all comes through in the ad and that provided the conduit for yeah, him to come in and do it. That's okay, definitely cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. Ambitious. It's an ambitious, large, big story. But I think you could have even like reduced the whole scope of searching for the thing at the start, found a different way to maybe allow the willing Nelson in, cut it down to like an hour, 15, hour, 20 minute, and then use yeah. that other concept for another story, you know? Yeah. They could kind of just remove it and say like, prove to me there's an afterlife. And it's a good... Or like he just oh, meets a... Nelson, like and it's just, just someone that he's talking to, you know what I mean? And then finds out that it's a ghost. That's yeah. all I would... It's so easy to judge after yeah. the fact. But. Yeah, I wonder. I, I like I like how it progressed because the whole time I just couldn't land on like, what's this going to be about? Focus on something. Yeah, and because it, it kept shifting on us. Yeah. So I'm like, is this going to be about the how futile science is? Uh, is this going to be about how mediums are scams? Like, come on, tell me. What is this about? Is it all an afterlife? And Have then, you ever seen a risk cutters? No. It, I thought about risk cutters a bunch watching this. It's this wonderful. Well, I haven't seen it in like 15 years or so. But it's this indie movie that came out in 2000 starring Shannon Sossaman and Patrick Fugit, the kid from um, Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. yeah, Okay. So he's kind of the lead of this movie and it starts off with him essentially killing himself. But then he wakes up in a world that is just the same world that we live in. Same cities, same buildings and everything, but everything's just slightly more run down. Everything's like slightly more blue. Like it has literally the color is a shade of blue and the world is merely populated by everyone that's killed themselves. So now once Whoa. you kill yourself, you're in a world surrounded by people who also killed themselves and you're just wandering around finding things to do, but everything's a little worse. No one can smile. Like you, ever, there's a scene where they're trying to smile by looking at the mirror, but they can't do it. Whoa. And it's like, well, we're not going to kill ourselves again because it's just going to be a slightly more bluer world. So what do we do now that we're stuck in this weird abstract world? 
It, wow. Yeah. That based, sounds so depressing. It's really cool. It's based on this short story um, that of this guy who like came up with this whole weird little universe, but wow. it's wonderful. That, that sounds wonderful. Also, yeah, terribly depressing. Yeah. Like the sounds of Tom it. Waits is in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. As like, no, he's not. There's another movie where Tom Waits is the devil, but I don't know. Things are blurring together for me now. How many times has Tom Waits been the devil, scared of cats? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. That's what better person to play the devil? Tim Curry. Tim Curry? Who is where is uh Legend. Legend. Okay. Yeah. yeah Still Tim haven't Curry seen that. that. You haven't seen Legend? Oh. I have not. That's like my I always call back for old Tim Curry and old Tom Cruise. I always go to Legend for ah. some reason. You know what else Tim Curry plays? Uh sure, probably. It. Yeah, <laughs> Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise. I'm like lots of things. He's Mother got Treasure a colorful Island. career. <laughs> I want to tie it into it coming out soon. Sure. Yeah. Because I think we might be seeing a little trailer for it today, if I'm Ooh. correct. With the next movie we're gonna watch today in this double day, which you'll find out next week, Scaredy Cats. Mm. But well, you probably know by this hint. Apparently, if you go see this movie in theaters, you get a four minute it scene before the movie. It scene. Yeah, the scene, like the opening scene from it, we get to watch before this movie. Right. Apparently. Okay, if that happens, are you going to do it? You're going to keep your eyes open? You're going to pay attention? I think I will. It's just like the most minor scene. It's just, it's, yeah, like part of me, and I have watched most of the trailers. I don't think I watched the latest one, but I watched yeah. the second one that came out, and that gave away a lot. There were a I, lot of heavy visuals. And... I, yeah, I keep watching those trailers, and I get like three minutes in, and I'm like, I should stop. I know. It feels I know. like it's giving away the whole movie. It is, and the movie comes out in two weeks or something, so yeah. we will get to see it, but I, I couldn't help myself. I'm just like, I need a taste now. I know, and it's like... I don't know. It's the, uh, I don't know. The big horror trailers that are out right now are for it. And they're the only ones that have weird visuals that, yeah. I don't know. If Get Out was like the big hype movie, horror movie for the first half, then it is the big hype horror movie for the second half of 2017. Yeah. So far that's, that's true. And uh, yeah, I have, I'm so compelled. Every time I go on YouTube, there's like Pennywise's relationship to blank explained, you know, all these like videos. One thing I saw and... this morning was like an audio clip of Pennywise growling. Like that's how uh, insane yeah. people are like, we want more. Please, please just give us the movie. Well, yeah, I guess it's a bunch of people like you who saw it as kids. And, and are just so pumped for a are... new contemporary, like yeah. contemporary sensibilities and their version of that all... same scare. Yeah, they're all intelligent Internet dwellers. So they're just like, you know, squeezing the sponge that is these trailers for everything that they can get out of it. Yeah. Um. I feel so like in spite of myself, I've watched these trailers. Like I usually yeah, I know, try that's to avoid, but yeah, I'm I very can't surprised. Help but indulge, I'm I know. Very surprised by that. I am specifically, like I said, I've seen maybe two of them to completion, and then I've just like a lot of them are the same clips. Yes. Um. So I'm like turning them off like a couple minutes in. I'm like, come on, I should save. That's something. great because there was one other trailer that did have a bunch of new clips that I'm like, I wish I didn't see these because they yeah. they look super cool. Whatever the fuck is happening in them. And it would have been great just to see as is. Yeah. I think the question that I want to ask to you is, are we going to wait till the Tuesday to see it? Or are we going to see it on like whenever you can that weekend, like right like after work on the Friday or free. something? Yeah. Maybe we should just do that. I might want to. <laughs> Maybe we should just do that. Yeah. And then it's, might be a long night. That could be a cool one to like see twice and talk about on our second viewing and just be like complete experts on it uh maybe we'll see i'll I'll have to watch it one time it's i can never say in advance if i want to watch like a certain movie or horror movie more than once oh what i should report back on is that bava fest that i went to oh sure yeah Yeah, absolutely a little bit about that yeah so i went and saw mario mario bava's four films at 
the royal because they had a little retrospect. I didn't do four. I did three. Okay. I made it to three. And I was so excited to go just because, like we've said on previous episodes, we've been watching so many Italian horror movies and I've been loving them. They've been so exciting, especially Demons and all the Dario Argento ones. Mario Bava is a little earlier. It's like 1960s were all these films that I saw. Yeah. And it is admittedly a little early in terms of sensibilities. Like while those Mm -hmm. 80s Italians film and 70s ones have elements that are still so great and timeless, like aspects of it that you can forgive the the datedness or you almost love it because of the datedness, Mm -hmm. like Demons, right? It's heavy, like 80s metal and the crazy hair. And it just, it makes it a exciting idea, even more exciting. Like it adds to it. Yes. Some of these 60 ones, the sensibilities are a little too dated for me. Like, I was very bored watching some of these movies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, a little too old. And there were some, like, Planet of the Vampires, which was restored by Nick Winding Refn, the guy, director of Neon Demon. Neon Demon. Yep. He oversaw the restoration of this while he was doing Neon Demon. So, while I'm watching it, I'm watching the colors, and I'm like, oh, this is clearly influencing his choices on the movie he's making wow. at the same time of restoring <laughs> this. So I definitely saw some influences of Neon Demon in that, and especially the lighting. And there, you can tell like there are good uh, sci-fi ideas, especially in Planet of the Vampires, that are there, but they're so embryonic that they're not very expanded. So it's like very mm. limited in scope, you know? It's so like, that, oh, yeah. a parasite that can take over humans. It's just like the thing where you don't know if they're actually parasite or human, a concept like that. But oh, we've okay. seen it done so well and executed so well, whereas this, it's like... They just had the idea and they stretched it over an hour 40. So there's a lot of the same kind of scenes, very dry dialogue, dry performances. So it's really showing its age. It really shows its age. Mm. And I mean, even Black Sunday had some awesome scenes about it. But overall, it was I, I found myself very bored Yeah, in parts of it. Wow. Yeah. That, oh well, it's a little bit of a disappointment. But so like as far back as we've gone in this podcast, the earliest is still 68, 68 for Night of the Living Dead. I think so. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, that's going back a little far. Yeah, and even like I mean, because that like Night of the Living Dead is I don't know it very it really stands out. It's not it, it it's really not dated by its time. Well, like that is about the same year as Black Sunday, or within within a few years. And the drama and dialogue and acting in Night of the Living Dead is way better than these Bava films. Uh, maybe let's go to some Instagram comments on our Pet Cemetery episode. Popcorn and PNM underscore blog, our good friend over mm-hmm. there said um zelda is the one and only movie monster that's still scared or that scared the living shit out of me i'm 35 and still close my eyes for her scenes <laughs> that's awesome slash his scenes we guessed his. correctly that it yeah. was a it was a dude actor yep it's a lot of prosthetics a lot of very effective prosthetics i still i still think about that horrible back i feel like that actor just didn't eat anything for months like it looked so bone thin right the mm-hmm. spinal cord yeah looked horrible i i get it we get it yeah. we didn't i didn't see that when i was a kid but we, we weren't able to have certainly, the, the terror that it would have inspired if we were, say, 10 years old watching it, but yeah. it was pretty creepy to look at. Yeah, it certainly disturbed me to see that super crazy-faced monster Zelda. Um, and we have another comment here on our Demons post by Porcelain Skylines. Another good friend of ours. Yeah, we've uh, heard a little bit from Porcelain Skylines. Those email addresses from your youth were great. I also had a Weezer email address around the same time. It wasn't a lyric, though, because it was so hard to get one of those that wasn't taken. Weezer Girl See? 85 See? was mine. Thank you. <laughs> it was hard to get a Weezer Lyric email address. That's why I had to go, somebody kick me instead of come on and kick me. Somebody punch me. And then it became somebody punch me. <laughs> Two um, Weezer email addresses. Some of my other email addresses worth mentioning were Dead Poet 00 and Cisco Blink Eminem. 
Cisco Blink Eminem <laughs> is like that's so hilarious. It's it's like okay, I need to get my fandom of like I need, first I need to show how big of a Cisco fan I am. Uh-huh. But I do not want to undermine how much of a fan I am also of Blink-182 and uh-huh. Eminem. Those are all very important. All, I need people to know that I'm the biggest fan of all three of those. Let's cram them into one. Cisco, Blink, Eminem. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's the power of three adolescent email addresses in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should have spaced that out, actually. I Thanks. I bought you more time. And uh, <laughs> she uh, adds as well. Um, but I can't compete with that Coolio one. It's true. Uh-huh. That's right. Nobody can. Coolio Cool 99. The coolest of them all. Thank you, Porcelain Skylines, <laughs> for Porcelain sharing Skylines. your embarrassing email addresses. We'll yeah. take more Scary Cats. If you have embarrassing email addresses, uh, comment on <laughs> our Demons episode. Please, yeah. Submit a comment on our Demons episode, your embarrassing email addresses. We'd love to hear them. <laughs> and if you want to hear what ours are, check our Demons episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I am David Stonebra. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And, and as always... <laughs> Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Friends forever. <laughs> Miles and Nelson, friends forever. Damn it! What did I say? Uh, friends forever, Miles and Nelson. All right, Miles, start on Miles. Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Miles and Nelson, friends forever. Chaos reigns. See you scaredy cats on the next time.